Please pray with me. Lord, take my lips and speak through them. Take our minds and think through them. Take our hearts and set them on fire with love for you. Amen. Good morning. It's so good to see all of you today. It's really an honor and a pleasure to be back for a Sunday uh, to preach this sermon to you. And I give thanks to Father Joe for inviting me. The Bible is full of uncomfortable interactions. And today's gospel reading is no exception. We have two stories depicting Jesus' power to heal. In the first story, a woman asks Jesus to heal her daughter, and he proceeds to call her a dog. Next, Mark tells us of a deaf man who is healed after Jesus sticks his fingers in the man's ears and spits. Hmm. We know Jesus' loving heart, so at first glance, these interactions might surprise us or even make us doubtful of Jesus. So why is it important for us to know about the healing acts in today's gospel? Considering the historical context, I would assert that the emphasis in this story is not all about the healing. It's about Jesus' relationship with those seeking his mercy. It's about Jesus' relationship with all of us. For the next few minutes, I'm going to focus on the first encounter in today's gospel. Jesus' interaction with the Syrophoenician woman. First, we'll take a look at the woman and consider what her encounter with Jesus tells us about her character and his. Second, we'll see how this story is good news for all of us. The story of the Syrophoenician woman acts as a significant turning point in Mark's depiction of Jesus' ministry as it begins to expand to those outside of the Jewish family. Gentiles are beginning to find their way into the Christian community. Earlier in Mark, we can read of Jesus feeding the 5,000, where he illustrates true satisfaction for the Israelites by offering them the fullness of the kingdom of God. Last week's lesson was about what makes us clean and unclean in the eyes of God. And today, Jesus and the disciples travel to the region of Tyre for a bit of respite from the crowds. This is Gentile country, and most certainly unfriendly territory. It is surprising that Jesus would visit such a place, since Jews were an oppressed minority there. Mark tells us that it is here, in this Gentile region, where Jesus' ministry begins to change. It begins to be more inclusive of those outside of the Jewish faith. In today's gospel, we hear how a local Gentile woman approaches Jesus to ask for healing for her daughter. This is a woman most certainly on the outside of Jesus' current ministry. She is not Jewish and would be considered unclean, reminding us again of last week's reading, where Jesus refuted the traditions about what is considered to be clean and unclean. Jesus ends up healing the woman's daughter, but not without an interesting exchange with her first. The Gentile woman was desperately seeking help for her daughter. She goes as far as leaving the child alone to go out and find Jesus. She is at the point where she will do anything to save her child. 
Have you ever felt that desperate for help? Or have you ever felt like an outsider? I know I have. This woman surely felt both of these things very deeply. And yet, she still takes a huge risk in coming to Jesus for help. In that day and age, women simply did not approach a man in the way she did. And they definitely did not initiate conversation. She recognizes Jesus' authority and acknowledges her need of his help. Her hope and confidence are in his person, and she stakes her whole trust in him. Jesus doesn't immediately respond to the woman's request. Instead, he implies that she is a dog and did not deserve the bread that belonged to the children. Jesus says, let the children be filled first, for it is not appropriate to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. This might seem offensive to us, but let's consider Jesus' cultural context and his purpose in saying it. This reflects the common view among first century Jews that the Gentiles were dogs. And the Jews didn't mean this in a positive way, as dogs were regarded as unclean. Jews did not commonly keep them as pets, and most of the dogs that the Jews knew were wild scavengers. So let's think about that for a moment. Because I find this to be one of the most troubling verses in the New Testament. Why in the world would Jesus say that to this woman? The mother is asking for healing, not for herself, but for her daughter. Her need is overwhelming. She comes in faith on her knees. What more could Jesus ask? Jesus declares that his mission is first and foremost for the children of God, the Jews. That it is not fair to take what is intended for them and give it to the Gentiles. Only once the Jews have been fed or satisfied is it for the Gentiles. At face value, this can be read as pretty insulting. I think there's more to it than that, though. I think Jesus is using this interaction to illustrate a paradigm shift, a shift of inclusion for non-Jews. Scripture is clear that Jesus knows our hearts and responds accordingly. Jesus surely knows this mother's heart, too, and knows that she will not buckle if he presses her a bit. He does so to demonstrate to the disciples that his grace is for everyone. In response to Jesus' claim that salvation is foremost for the children of Israel, the woman locates and exploits a loophole in Jesus' argument, as he knew she would. Sure, she says, I'm a dog, but dogs sit under the table during dinner, and the children, who are sloppy and wasteful, drop crumbs which the dogs get to eat. I'll take my crumbs now, please. The woman basically says, you and I both know that the Jews you came to save don't understand or appreciate your teaching. They're sloppy and wasteful with the favor God has given them. And it lands on the metaphorical floor for others like me to receive. In other words, God's love is for the Gentiles too. But did Jesus' use of the term dog mean that he thought of Gentiles in the same way that most Jews of his day did? 
I don't think so. We heard last week that Christ did not affirm the Jews' oral traditions regarding cleanliness and uncleanliness, so it may follow that he certainly would not have held to their traditions regarding the inherent uncleanliness of the Gentiles. The woman could have found excuses for not going to Jesus, but she went. She could have allowed herself to be discouraged at Jesus' initial response, but she persisted. Her daughter's life was at stake, and she wasn't about to accept defeat. After this passage, Mark's gospel begins to show Jesus performing miracles for Gentiles in Gentile lands, doing the same thing he had previously done only for Jewish people, giving them bread and extending the mission of salvation to include them. Friends, there is great news to be taken from today's gospel. This passage reveals that Jesus is the merciful, gracious, and only Savior of the world. Jesus is available to anyone. Jesus came to save people, not to exclude them. This was his mission all along. We see that courage and caring for a daughter have been shown to be acceptable to God, even when they come from a Gentile heart even when they come from a woman's heart, even when they come from the heart of a woman who has publicly shamed herself by being out alone and by speaking to a man and by daring to speak back to that man. The woman did not ask for first place, but in faith believed that Christ was for her as well. She is happy to get the crumbs of the kingdom. Dr. R.C. Sproul writes in his commentary on Mark, the good news is that in the overflow of mercy and grace that comes to us from the hands of God, though we should be satisfied with crumbs, he is not satisfied with giving us crumbs. He has lavished his grace on us. Jesus didn't give the woman crumbs. He gave her the whole meal. Not only healing her daughter, but welcoming them all as children of God. She was willing to do whatever it took, even if it meant rejection and humiliation, to save her suffering child. Just as Jesus, a short time later, would suffer rejection and humiliation on the cross to save us. To save all who accept him as their savior. To declare all of us in all of us, rightful outsiders, to be his children. His care for the woman points us ahead to his great act of love for all of us when he died on the cross and rose again to offer us life. He could accept this Gentile woman because he came to die and rise again for her. He came to die and rise again for you and for me. The good news is not just for all people. It's not just for a few people. It is for all people. All glory be to God through his precious Son. Amen. <laughs>